The eleventh hour does not strike on the clock of every man. For at this time, most of us can be found at home, comfortable, knowing tomorrow is right on its way. At the eleventh hour, most of us can be found in our beds. But in another world, our men and our women, our brothers and our sisters live in this hour. Tick, 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 tick. Every second for you. Every second for me. So it was on the eleventh hour of the eleventh day of the eleventh month of 1918. The guns were lowered. The trenches grew silent. And an armistice was declared between the Allied nations and Germany. The Great War hushed so that the wives, the children, the fathers and the mothers could salute back across the ocean. And it is on this day each year that we have stopped to salute our veterans, our men and women of the 11th hour. So today, it's our turn. It's our turn to show our gratitude it's our turn to applaud when they stand. It's our turn to thank God for you. Yes, it's our turn to say thank you for going in our stay. Oftentimes I've heard it said that it's kind of hard and I know a lot of my minister friends have a tough time with saying, you know, how can we put together church and put together military and just kind of war and God and things like this. But the harsh reality is, is freedom isn't free. Um, I, I sure wish it was. I think we all do. But, um, but I am amazed at the, the courage and the bravery and the sacrifice that that are uh, women and men who serve, and, and not just women who serve, but the spouses, but all those who are affected. And we're, in a way, we're all affected. We're all part of serving this country and, and, and sacrificing uh, for this country. So it is a special day that we stop and we, we pay tribute to. We are so blessed to have Vern back here who did taps this morning when we began the service. Uh, he Who knows how many people he have performed, performed taps for and, and been there to... to uh, to uh, put a heartfelt goodbye to so many, so many lives. So we are just blessed as a church to have the amazing people we have in this church. Um, I, I continue to, uh, in a day and age where church isn't as important as to some as it once was, in a day and age where all churches are trying to figure out and struggle and things like this, I am, um, it's like every Sunday afternoon, it has kind of become a ritual to me to, to be amazed at the people that are in this church. And in the way that the amount of sacrifice that you all do, 
the, the amount of love and care that goes into everything that you do, the people in this church you serve. I mean, it's, I just hope more and more people outside of these walls can get a taste of what it is to be part of a church community. Because um, it's, church isn't about, there's, there's not a rule that you have to go to church to believe in God to be a Christian. There's no rule. But what there is, is there's something about being part of a Christian community and being a part of a, a people that pray together, that, that eat and laugh and cry and come together. There's something special in that. And I, I hope and pray that, that more and more people can experience the grace that you show so many. So don't give up. Make sure you're encouraging and welcoming and asking your neighbors and friends and stuff to say, hey, there's something special at Christ Community to tell them to come in and uh, just experience this and to kind of get involved. But I don't know, we are blessed. We are a very blessed church and very blessed people. Today we're talking about sacrifice is kind of the, the goal that I have that, that I wanted to get into. And what we're going to jump into here in a second is scripture that talks about sacrifice. Now what Jesus has done is he has gathered his disciples together. And he's kind of starting now this part of his ministry to tell them kind of what is going to happen. He's starting to reveal himself more and more. Everyone's kind of thinking this is the Messiah. Everyone's kind of thinking is this who this Jesus is? And, and, and he's starting to kind of talk more and more about why he is here. He's starting to tell them kind of what his purpose is. So the scripture <clears throat> comes from John chapter 15, 11 through 15. And again, Jesus is with his disciples now. He's talking to them and he says to them, I've told you these things for a purpose. That my joy might be your joy and your joy wholly mature. This is my command. Love one another the way I have loved you. This is the very best way to love. Put your life on the line for your friends. You are my friends and when you do the things I command you, I'm no longer calling you servants because servants don't understand what their master is thinking and planning. No, I've named you friends because I've let you in on everything I've heard from the Father. Jesus is simply saying we are all a part of this together. That I'm telling you what this is about. This is about sacrificing for one another. That this life that we're living all together here, this, this, this coming together, this, this world, the reason our purpose is to serve simply to serve one another. Earlier in the service, we watched a video about Veterans Day, the 11th hour. And that 11th hour when extra effort is put forth, that 11th hour of sacrifice, that those who are coming into harm's way, that those, those who are making a sacrifice for others, that that is what we think of when we think of the, in the 11th hour, someone came to save the day. In our faith, we know that in the 11th hour, it is God who is coming to save the day. We know that when all hope is lost, that there is always mercy and grace, and we find that in God. But we also find that in one another. And today I want to talk a little bit about sacrifice. I want to talk a little bit about heroes. And I want to get, get us to look at kind of a different light of where I'm going with this. So I want to invite you to watch this, this video about heroes. This video about sometimes things happen from those whom we least expect it to happen from. But the beauty in sacrifice, the beauty in heroes, is that all of us, all of us, 
are and can be heroes, and all of us sacrifice. We end tonight with the football play of the month. It was executed with amazing precision by the Eagles, the Olivet Eagles. Steve Hartman has the play and the post-game analysis on the road. Between classes, they schemed and conspired. For weeks, the football players here at Olivet Middle School in Olivet, Michigan, secretly planned their remarkable play. Did anybody go, this is a crazy idea? No, everyone was in on it. But like the coaches didn't know anything about it. So we were like going behind their back. I've just never heard of a team coming up with a plan to not score. It's just like to make someone's day, make someone's week, just make them happy. The play, which was two plays actually, happened at a home game earlier this month. The first part of their plan was to try to get as close to the goal line as possible without scoring, even if it meant taking a dive on the one yard line, which it did. The crowd was not happy. Quarterback Parker Smith. But us kids knew, hey, we got this. This is our time. This is Keith's time. Keith Orr is the little kid in the brown jacket. He's learning disabled, struggles with boundaries, but in the sweetest possible way. Because of his special nature, it's no surprise that Keith embraces his fellow football players. Hug, Gabe. What is surprising is how they have embraced him. Hello. We thought it'd be cool to do something for him. Because we really wanted to prove that he was part of our team and he meant a lot to us. Nothing can really explain getting a touchdown when you've never had one before. Which brings us to part two of their play. If you didn't see Keith, it's because they were so protective of him. But he was in the middle of that rush. And when you crossed the goal line, what was that like? Awesome. <laughs> it was like, did he just score a touchdown? Get your what? camera out. I'm like, oh, I can't. Keith's parents, Carrie and Jim, almost missed the moment, but they got the significance. Somebody's always going to have his back from now until the day he graduates. She's right. When the football team decides you're cool, pretty much everyone follows suit. Today, Keith is a new kid. Although by no means was he the only one who was profoundly changed. What was it like for you? It was like, like once I saw him going, I was smiling like about like here. <laughs> Wide receiver Justice Miller. Like nothing could wipe that smile off my face. Why did it affect you so much? Because like he's never been like cool or popular and he went from being like pretty much a nobody to making everyone's day. Justice admits the play wasn't his idea. I would have not really thought about that. He says it never crossed his mind to give Keith any glory. Well, I kind of went from being somebody like mostly cared about myself and my friends to caring about everyone and trying to make everyone's day and everyone's life. Which may just make that touchdown the most successful football play of all time. Steve Hartman on the road in Olivet, Michigan. I think what points out uh, In this video, the part that stood out to me, and I watched a lot of, lot of videos and cried a lot trying to find kind of what I looked at. Um, but what got me in this video was towards the end, the, little, the wide receiver who was talking at the end, um, he mentions how he didn't think of this, and he said he probably wouldn't have thought of this. 
He kind of then self-absorbed kind of into himself. Now, sad to say, we are in a culture that rewards accolades. Sad to say we're in a culture that, that there really is those who are popular than those who are not. And so many times it's in this culture to where we reward greatly those who succeed and who are champions and everyone else is kind of left behind. So we, we breed that, we create that in a way that we, we think about ourselves. We get self-absorbed very easily. We can't beat ourselves up over that exactly because it's something that we all kind of are taught or kind of feel within ourselves. Thankfully that there are those who are willing to, who somehow are, are kind of able to escape that and kind of rise above that and to kind of think of others on a, on a grander, bigger scale. But then as I thought about this video, how moved the wide receiver, the, the, the boy who talked last, how moved he was by what happened. And to think now, he will never be the same. He will never be the same because now he is going to look for opportunities to help those who don't have, maybe get all the glory. Those who don't have an opportunity like he has had. He is forever changed. But what that also says about it is all of us ingrained in us is this desire to sacrifice ourselves for someone else. It's ingrained, it's within us, it's instilled within us. You and I have a desire, we have a need. The problem is, is that within us, whatever we feed, if we feed a part of us that's selfish, and if we feed a part of us that is insecure and thinks about ourselves, then we're going to act that way. But if we feed a part of us that looks at others, if we feed a part of us that looks to sacrifice, that looks to try to bring glory and praise upon God, glory and praise upon others, then we will slowly, little by little, become the people that God wants us to be. I mean, think of the little boy who scored the touchdown. Think of the, his parents to be a part of that and to watch that. And for, for these moments, that, that is a, a memory forever ingrained. The joy and the happiness because these boys decided, hey, you know what? I don't need the, the, the glory of a touchdown. I don't need the glory of of running up the score. I don't need any of that, but what I do want to do is allow someone else to feel that excitement, that exhilaration. You and I are built to sacrifice for others. And even though sometimes we do get self-absorbed, even though sometimes we feel like that's that, you know, why can't I think that way or be that way? Remember that part of us, our culture programs that. But remember that we all have the potential to be heroes. We all have the potential to sacrifice and do amazing things. Now, that being said, Jesus is talking about laying his life down. And it is true in scripture, it says laying down your life is the greatest for, for your brother, for your friend, to lay down your life. Well, we don't have to go to that extreme. I know that plenty of people have and plenty of people will lay down their life, their last breath for others. 
But you and I, while we are here on this earth and we are living and breathing, we, our purpose is to sacrifice for one another. Our purpose is to simply live a life that others may feel glory and may feel good and may feel whole about themselves. It's a big circle. We inspire others. They inspire us. And it goes around and around. That's the beauty of a church community. That's the beauty of, of a, a, a town. That's the beauty of how things work. That's the beauty of a country. That's the beauty of a world. If we work together to realize that we're all in this together. And we're all in this to inspire and to encourage one another. Even though you think you may not be a hero, you are. Even though you think you may not have done anything great in this life to really encourage, inspire other, others, I guarantee that you have. And what's great about the, the boy, the wide receiver, who is now in his mind forever, he has ingrained how they helped someone else not as fortunate as himself. And now that idea is put into his head. And to put into everyone else's head who watched that. It's put ingrained into your head who watched the video. And now all of a sudden we see how amazing it can be. And what a difference we can make. If we're able to set aside our own hope and desire and dreams sometimes. That we can allow someone else the opportunity to excel. And that we can allow someone else the opportunity to do amazing things. That we can be the heroes who come in and provide for someone else. Truly, that's what the Christian faith is about, is sacrifice. That's what Jesus did, was sacrifice. So that you and I have hope. So that you and I have a gift of salvation. That you and I can go out now and share that gift and share that hope. Don't ever think of yourself as not worthy. Don't ever think of yourself as not being a hero or being someone that deserves, that deserves to be praised, that deserves to be thanked. Each and every one of us have gifts that are amazing, that are above and beyond, but we have to have the courage to go out and to show that and to shine. And we have to have the ability and the hope and the courage to go out and to help others shine. On this day that we think about courageous heroes who serve our country. On this day that we think about our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ who laid down his life so that you and I might live. On this day that we go next door and we share a feast together in great thankfulness. And all of this, we are a worthy people. We are worthy. And now we get to share that gift with others. We get to allow other people to feel encouraged and feel inspired. You, my friends, are heroes. Allow us on this day to go forth and to inspire and to encourage. Allow us to go forward and make other people's days. Allow us to all be strong enough that in the 11th hour, 
you and I will stand up and we will serve. Let us pray. Gracious and awesome and loving God, thank you on this day for all that we are and for all that we have. Thank you for those amazing minds that have these ideas to share glory and these amazing minds that have these ideas to touch other people's lives. Allow us to take those ideas and share. Allow us the courage to be the heroes we need to be. Gracious God, you have created each of us to be amazing. You have created each of us to do things that we can't even fathom. But on this day, allow us to take one more step forward. To be the people, the heroes that you need us to be. And we ask all this in your son Jesus Christ's most amazing name. Amen. Amen.